Welcome to a Tuesday um, edition of the Week Admire today. We have Aro on Zoom as always. He's got a nice virtual background going today. Um, he's expanding his horizons, I guess. But yeah, quite literally, yeah. Yeah, the the NBA is. We're about a quarter through the season now. Um, regular season, at least. Each team has played, you know, 16, 17 games, and there's only 72 this year. So um, stuff is beginning. Stuff is beginning to become more clear. Um, we wanted to talk mostly today about the, the sort of top three emerging in the West and how one of the teams certainly is something that we we expected, but maybe a lot of people, a lot of other people didn't. And we'll get to that team. I'm sure most of you listening to this right now probably know who we're referring to, but we wanted to start today with um, some impressions from the Lakers Bucks game. I believe this was on Thursday um, of last week. So it has been a little while, but um, there were not a lot of, we were talking right before I hit record. There were not a lot of, uh, meaningful games between two top teams that had like full strength records, uh, full strength rosters rather um, this past week's. And this was, this was definitely the biggest. So um, yeah, Lakers bucks, probably the two, I would say probably like the two most consistent defensive teams in the league, like that are, that are like good on defense. Um, it had been for the last couple of years yeah. too. Yeah, the Clippers up there, you could have, um, you know, the Sixers. I feel like those kind of come in stretches Celtics, Toronto, yeah, used so, to be, not so much this year. Yeah, a bunch of East teams. Um, but these are these are two teams that are usually pretty excellent on both ends. They're number one and two in net rating right now, um, with the Lakers being slightly ahead at a 9.8 compared to the Bucks plus 8.9. Um, but also these are two of the teams that have dealt with the least amount of injuries, I would say, COVID-wise, um, health protocol, contract tracing, all of that. Like while the Grizzlies and the Wizards have been sort of having all their games canceled, we haven't seen a lot of that from the Lakers and Bucks. And it seems like a lot of these top teams are sort of taking it more seriously almost and um, sort of avoiding um, issues with that. I mean, you could you could see the Sixers have had Sixers, Celtics have had problems, the Heat have had problems, but. Um, Really, the, the Lakers, Clippers, um, and Bucks have been pretty pretty solid. And I, every time I took I check the injury report for the Bucks on ESPN, it's like no one. Which is which in these times um, with the NBA, usually you're you're liable to see about four or five guys at any given time with any given game um, on either team. So um, that's been impressive. Just to start. I mean, the fact that they were, that both of these teams are able to avoid that, but um, they did clash on Thursday. Um, Lakers came away with the win. Um, uh, Davis had a pretty quiet game at 18 points on 18 shots. And usually the rule is if you're having like a, an amount of shots that is greater, greater than or equal to your amount of points, you're usually not shooting very efficiently. Um, but that, Hey, that's what the Bucks defense is going to give. Um, he did have six assists in this game, um, which is not something that we're used to seeing from him. Just, I guess the Bucks giving him a lot of defensive attention with Lopez and, um, Giannis certainly all the, all the long lengthy bodies that they have. He had seven assists in the game before that, um, versus Golden State. Um, you noted that he was, 
passing out of mismatches against guards in the high post. Um, yeah, this was something that happened in the fourth quarter, which like I think confused uh, whoever was the analyst. I think it was Chris Weber was the analyst for that game too, and he was really confused why the Bucks were having DiVincenzo and Drew Holiday on AD like uh, towards the end of the game. Uh, we're talking like maybe the last like seven, eight minutes of the fourth quarter, uh, where yeah, I mean, like AD had the mismatch, but then he was typically passing out of it because he couldn't really back those guys down. I'm not really sure why he wasn't just shooting over them. I think he was just having a bad shooting night overall, so maybe he was a little bit gun-shy. But it actually worked in the Lakers' favor to have him actually pass out of these uh, situations. Um, He uh, he hit LeBron for a three, uh, which ended up being a bit of a dagger three uh, towards the end. Uh, But the best part was that he was able to find a lot of the weak side shooters because they had their uh, because they had the guard on AD, they had to shade over whoever was on the weak side help. Uh, typically Giannis, which they wanted to just I guess double AD when he like whenever he would have beaten the guard. Um, but because of that aggressive play, uh, AD was able to find uh, I think it was KCP, Alex Caruso sitting out there on the the wing or the corner three. Uh, for a few good looks, uh, they didn't make all of them, uh, but they made just enough towards the end of the game uh, to be able to pull away. And yeah, I mean, it's it just like AD's gravity there in the post is something that you don't really see talked about too much. Um, I, I know people like to you know think about the gravity of a three-point shooter, a good three-point shooter. Yes. Um, but when you have a guy like AD in the post and he's able to get any sort of mismatch, it immediately causes uh, just poor rotations from the rest of the team. They have to, uh, they have to shade over and stop the biggest threat, which is AD to score in those situations. Uh, and that opens up, uh, you know, some of these Lakers shooters that uh, last year in the playoffs, I mean, we see, we saw KCP do great things from beyond the arc um, this year. I think he was at the time of this game, he was shooting 53.7% uh, from, from three, which is just like absurd. Um, like, we talk about, like, if you're shooting 40% from three, like, that's really, really good. This guy's shooting 53%. Um, so it's just, I can't even comprehend that. Um, he was seven for 10 from three in that game alone as well. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that, that's sort of how they ended up winning this game towards the end uh, because it, it did get close. Milwaukee made a little run. Uh, Lakers kind of got cold shooting, but uh, they – it's just like, you know, the Lakers shots are going to go in eventually because they're getting so many open looks. Like they're not missing contested looks. Uh, Bucks kind of give those looks up anyways. Um, but against the Lakers, it's tough because it, like there's no one you can really leave open from three uh, anymore. I think on that Lakers team that you'd feel comfortable about giving up that shot to. Um, and, and yeah, it's a bit of a uh, matchup nightmare. Um, I, I think that, this was probably the first game that, uh, especially like in the last couple of weeks where like everyone's been healthy and we got to see two teams, presumably how we would see them uh, play their rotations in the playoffs, barring any trades or major injuries or anything like that. Um, and yeah, the Lakers were just a little bit better. And they, you know, Giannis, I think, got his points and he played a lot better towards the end of this game than I thought he did towards uh, the end of like say against the Nets or even against the Heat um, or against the Celtics rather, where he kind of let Middleton kind of take over towards the end of games because he had more of a shot. Um, But yeah, tonight or in that night, he went, he he was getting his buckets. He was getting to the rim. Uh, Lakers didn't really have anybody that can 
you know, slow him down a whole lot. Um, and he capitalized on that, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, they got to figure out their defense and I get that they're like trying out stuff right now. Um, but like AD in the post against a guard just isn't going to work out for you, even if he's not scoring. Well, you would think that the Bucks would be pretty well equipped to handle AD just based on, <laughs> based on the bodies they have. Just tell Lopez to just stay on him full time. Um, you're not really, I mean, I guess if you have a Drew guarding him, it's not a disaster because maybe he can swipe. But like, still, if he's if he's got post position, it's basically over. So I, I'm definitely surprising to see the Bucks have that issue, that specific issue. Um, I I could see like you would think that their 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 problems in this game would really be on like the offensive end with like people sagging off Giannis and the Lakers just being able to limit him and building the wall, doing all the stuff that we've seen work versus Giannis in the past. Um, what you said about KCP is interesting. Um, he was at that 54 number that you mentioned right now. He's sitting at uh, exactly uh, 500 for, so 50% exactly for threes. And that's good for number four in the league. And then Alex Caruso, his teammate is at 55%. So, yeah, the Lakers, um, if they have dead-eye shooters, if those two can continue to be dead-eye shooters in lineups with LeBron and AD gathering so much attention and maybe even a Mark Gasol whipping passes out to them uh, for catch and shoot, that's going to be a really, really hard to defend for teams. Um, and that that was, that was like, the one thing that we were worried about, I think, heading into the playoffs last year with them, like, will those guys be able to make shots? Because we weren't worried about the Stars – um, getting theirs, and they certainly proved that they still can. Um, LeBron, he had six threes versus the Bucks uh, last night in Cleveland. He took over the took over the game at twenty one in the fourth. So he's definitely still spry. Um, nothing to worry about with him, even at, even in year eighteen. Yeah, is for him. So, um, yeah, I mean that 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 point has been made over and over again by people way more qualified than us, but. Um, yeah, the Lakers, if, if they're able to have those guys make shots, they should still be considered the favorite. We still consider them favorite, even even with the aftershock of the Harden trade. And we'll get to we'll get to the Nets a little later. But um, yeah, uh, the the Lakers had a similar situation where they went into Milwaukee last year and got beat pretty soundly. I would say um, Giannis was doing like the the king thing on his head, like putting the crown. He was yeah. hitting threes, but uh, yeah, the Lakers were able to do the, get the better of them, and that's that's a product of them just being a better team than they were last year, which is insane um, that they were able to do that. And they they've had the fifteenth hardest schedule up to, up until today, um, and the rest of the way um, that the games are scheduled. So the NBA how how it's working this year is they they've scheduled half the games. So we've been through a quarter of the season for the first quarter they've had the 15th easiest schedule for quarter number two of four they have the 28th um 28th hardest so second easiest schedule um for for strength of schedule so yeah they're they're gonna rack up some wins and um definitely the favorite to be the one seed in the west right now which is you know not not something a lot of people saw coming not not us included uh we kind of thought they would coast and um, clearly they've been able to keep their foot in the gas. LeBron and AD are not sitting out as much as we would have thought, but they're also I mean, not. He's, he's playing very few minutes, but like, yeah, they're I not, mean, he's playing. The team has improved. So they're not having to play too few minutes to, to, um, to make up for some of those role guys. And, um, 
if you're just thinking in like a math perspective with how many points LeBron is able to generate, um, it, it's a lot of that is based on are the guys hitting open threes. If they're continue to hit threes like this, um, he both of them can coast at around 32, 30 minutes a game and um, definitely beat up on, on winning. Yeah. yeah, beat up on bad teams and win most of the games against the good ones. So um, impressive showing for them so far. Um, two. I did. I do want to mention for the Bucks, though, it, it has been a bad look early on because now they've lost, I think it's three straight national TV games um, against like opponents that are healthy uh, to a certain degree. Uh, they lost to the Nets earlier. They lost to the Celtics opening night. Um, it, it's not a great look early on, I think, for a team that we both thought uh, might be able to make a finals this year. Uh, I don't want to read too much into like games this early in the season, obviously, but uh, it, it's just it's concerning to see how they've been at the end of these games because they've all been close. They're not getting blown out, um, but they just can't make the final couple of plays they need to um, against the Lakers. It was, you know, they're, I think down by four uh, with like two minutes left. That's a game that is winnable still for a team like them. Um, and they were getting the stops and they couldn't uh, against the Nets. I think it was similar. Like it, it was within five points towards the end of the game. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, against Celtics, you know, okay. Tatum hits a shot that how many times is he going to hit that? But at the same time, like you want to be able to close out a game like that. Yeah. And, and the, the overarching factor in this is definitely Giannis's free throw shooting. Um, this is something that I think I talked about like right after the Celtics game, I was saying, yeah, if he doesn't improve this, it's going to become exploitable. This is something, this is totally something I could see that Celtics and Heat um, definitely like hacking Giannis in the playoff, in like round two of a playoff series and then losing oh, yeah. because of it. It just seems that's so predictable already. Um, and he's, I, I remember that was a, definitely an issue in the Celtics game, the Nets game, um, for sure. The Lakers game, maybe not. It was sort of out of reach um, a little more because that Nets game is really like the game of the year, all things considered, um, with Middleton, Middleton missed a buzzer beater off the rim to lose the game. But um, that, Nets, that, that Nets game was a little weird. Um, they, they weren't hitting they, – they did shoot pretty poorly from three. Um, overall, and I think Middleton didn't play very well, but yeah, they weren't going to Giannis in the clutch for a reason, um, and and that's why if you're scared to get fouled, um, it's it's really limits you as a player, especially towards the end of games. Um, and that was something that we saw, you know, um, the the team that made the finals run the East do well last year. It was it was Jimmy being able to draw fouls at the end of games, hitting free throws, going in line with confidence, um, and. Maybe that's different in an empty arena, but a lot of these games don't have fans anyway. So um, I think Giannis is going to have to really face his demons if if they're going to be able to get back to being on the crevices of the finals like they were. So um, moving on to the other team across town from the Lakers, the Clippers, who – you know, they, they just don't get a lot of attention. Um, a lot of people are bored by this team. I don't I, – honestly, I don't even find myself watching too many games of theirs, even though last year I felt like I watched them all the time. Um, Paul George just played better up until la his last game. He Before that, he was on a tear just shooting-wise. Uh, Kawhi's steady. You don't really see anything up or down from him. But they're, they're – they're playing great. Um, Batum has been better than expected for sure. A lot better than expected. Yeah, a lot better. He's, he's like people really regarded him as like a corpse 
Um, yeah. Coming into the season, he's been, you know, he's been adding value, hitting threes, um, doing what they wanted out of like a swing man. He still still can play decent defense as well. Um, and despite despite teams being just totally content with let, letting Patrick Beverly shoot threes, their offense hasn't been bad. Um, we've yet to really see them in like a marquee game. Which Except is, for the Lakers game. Yeah, yeah the Lakers game was – yeah, the Lakers game obviously was huge, but um, since there hasn't really been anything for them. They're playing the Heat this weekend, but we'll see if the Heat um, have Jimmy, who's been gone for almost a month now. So, um, yeah, the, they, they just keep on chugging. I, I don't really have a lot for this. Um, um, they to be better, but, yeah. Yeah. I think they're a little bit more locked in, but like, I mean, we've seen them give up a couple of leads here and there as well. So that wasn't the best sign in the world. Um, I know Phoenix, like we came back from down like 30 something at one point, I think Denver was down by 20 and came back. Um, so it's not been, you know, I think especially more towards the early part of the season, there were a couple question marks, but ever since then, I mean, like Kawhi came back and had a little bit of a rocky patch and he's been really steady since uh, Paul George is, I, I think, maybe not surprise people. I mean, he had a really good regular season last year too. And people kind of just disregarded that because of how bad he was in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a really good regular season player. Uh, he's, you know, one of the top two way guys in the, in the league for a reason. Um, and I think he's shown that um, I, I think they've kind of just said like, they don't need a playmaker and they're just kind of letting Kawhi do his thing in terms of playmaking, which I guess is working out for them right now. I think his assist number is up. Uh, yeah. so far this season um but it's just like I, I don't know how sustainable that is in the playoffs because it feels like, like it shouldn't work but it, it really yeah like <laughs> and like you see and like this is the difference between like when you watch LeBron and when you watch like if you just watch the way that he passes to his shooters and like where to his shooters that he passes them like it's always right on the money for them to be able to get into the shot. Whereas like you watch almost anybody else in the league, that's not like an elite point guard that is like regarded as a playmaker. And like, if you watch Kawhi play, a lot of those passes are a little bit high, a little bit off. And like, they got to either shuffle into a shot or they got to like hesitate a second. And like, that's the stuff that doesn't kill you in the regular season all the time. Cause like people don't close out as hard. It's not as important of a shot, but like, the playoffs that could kill you and like it has in the past and like it's that's why you need a playmaker and like i don't know they're going down this route i don't know if i love it but uh i don't know he's done okay so far so i like i don't want to i i guess that Kawhi believes that he can be that guy for them but (laughs) i don't know man yeah i i worry that in the playoffs with their backs against the wall Kawhi's going to go back to that mindset where he's like, I am the one that's going to have to shoot every time, especially if Paul George goes back to his old self where he's just completely, you know, basically ineffective during stretches of these games. Um, If Kawhi goes back to that game seven versus Philly mindset when he was with Toronto, where he's just like, all right, I have to shoot like 39 times. He's just not going to be looking for shooters. That's just the fact of the matter. And um, they don't really have any bigs that are like adept at passing. We think that, you know, Abaka has a good like feel for the game, but he's not someone that you want like running offense anymore at this stage of his career. So, I yeah, I think it's a problem that they could address in the trade market. There's a bunch of guys that um, will be available. We don't really know who that could be yet, but um, oh, Lowry, 
happens every year. Lowry Lowry's potentially up there if the if the uh, Raptors decide to punt on on this season. Um, Lonzo Ball, who I will complain about shortly, um, is is someone who could be available. Um, and there's there's a couple other guys if if the Hornets maybe decide to pick Lamelo over Rozier, I, I don't know. There's 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 a lot of stuff that that could go down. So yeah, this is a problem that that they still have a little bit of time to figure out. Um, but yeah, I want to see I want to see a team try to try to like exploit it and then see what happens after that because um, yeah. really it's ha- it's like it's something that we think should be a bigger issue than it is and it's kind of not so far. Um, but on to the rounding out the top three in the West that has sort of uh, emerged here through this this first quarter of the season is the Jazz, who have won eight in a row. Um, and we could do a little victory lap for ourselves, I guess, because I think it would be hard to find someone who is higher on this team than we were, particularly like national media. I don't think I saw anything that was like saying that the Jazz are going to make the conference finals like us. So, um, <laughs> yeah, they've won eight in a row. Um, we've raved about their offense before. They're second in a three-point attempt rate only to the Raptors. Um, Conley and Mitchell, basically every game in the first quarter, one of them one of them hits four threes and the other doesn't. And when the other does, they're basically unstoppable. So um, they're always in these games because someone's getting hot. Um, and it hasn't been – I thought Bogdanovich was going to be the guy who's going to be hitting like six threes routinely, but it's really not him. It's, it's, it's Mitchell and it's Conley. Um, and especially Mitchell, who comes out in these games and is shooting like sometimes 13, 15 threes in a game, which is which is like Harden Curry level of like attempts, um, which is good. I, I if he, he's making them at a good rate, um, their offense uh, in the half court is very based on mixed direct misdirection, getting open shots for their shooters. They've still got Ingles out there, Royce O'Neal, who's about as three and D as you can get. Um, yep. He's kind of the typical mold now, um, but yeah, they've got they've got those guys. Gobert, if he's able to, I think just shoot like forty five percent from mid range, you probably see that as like a win, um, and like like the free throws too at a good number. But um, yeah, they're they're going to be a team who's going to be potentially. I would be shocked if they didn't end up top ten in offense and defense defensive rating. But this is but this is a team that if everything breaks right, they could be top five in both. Which is you're talking um, conference finals level of production, which is is not um, out of the question for them. Yeah, so, like that's like box Lakers, like yeah. Clippers are the teams. Yeah, in recent like, years yeah. you've had you've had the Bucks, Warriors in their heyday were 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 like this. Um, if you're if you're top five in both, that means stuff is going really well for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, they 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 play the Knicks tonight. See if they can keep their streak. They're minus twelve favorites already. I think. Wow. Pretty insane. Which is an insanely high line, but. Um, uh, the Nets haven't even been that bad. Or sorry, the Knicks haven't even been that bad. Yeah, the Knicks haven't even. Been, the Knicks are like eight and ten. It's not like they're playing like the Wolves or anything. So, um, this is a team that, yeah, they're the most profitable team in the NBA against the spread. If you're looking um, for some value there, um, I actually don't even think I bet on them. Bet on them this entire year, just because like, 
I'm remember. a little bit hit or miss on them so far because, like, yeah. if the shots don't fall, then it's like a disaster. I actually, like, bet on them because I'm just like, I'm like, that's like my, it, like, that's who I'm yeah. going to root for, like, when the Pelicans don't make the playoffs, which are not going uh, Spoiler. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this, this is a team that has a chance to go far. Um, I, they're playing the Nuggets on Sunday. I think that game is going to be super interesting in terms of how they fare out. Um, that's big for the division standings as well. If things end up um, end up like they do, so if they win that game, maybe just bet them to win the division because um, that that's that's a huge huge game. Any anything anything else on the Jazz that you've seen? Um, well, I, I just like that a lot of it is is coming in the half court. Um, I, I know it's something that that maybe we talk about a little bit too much, but like, I, I think it does matter going into the playoffs that you want to have your half court stuff like running well and running smoothly. And they know, like they have a very clear identity of what they're going to do in the half court. And like, that's, I think really important going into the playoffs. Um, you know that you have stuff that works um, and you have the shooters that, that, you know, when they're going to get the open shots, they're going to make them. So uh, yeah, I, I like them a lot. I, I don't think too much has changed. I think the slow start did worry me a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, they've just been on fire the last couple of weeks, um, almost to a month now. So, uh, yeah, it's been exciting. Um, okay, now on to the team that everyone's been talking about more um, than maybe any other recently is the Nets. Um, we The second this trade was made for Harden, we were pretty – adamant that their defense is going to be horrible and they've lived up to that um even maybe even more than we thought um yes they did beat the bucks without Kyrie. it's clear that harden kd at least have pretty instant chemistry they're getting along um and they can generate open looks for other guys joe harris being the main dude but um pretty pretty easily they can get there's a lot of open shots to be made um they gave Giannis a lot of space in that Bucks game. Uh, we talked about the Bucks game already. I don't really want to rehash it, but uh, they they did give up 147 to the Cavs, um, double over double double overtime. Granted, but they also played their three guys like a ton of minutes. And Colin Sexton basically went out there, had 42, beat those guys alone. Essentially, he is so clutch. Colin yeah. Sexton is like yeah, yeah. one of the clutch guys. Really doing anything, and it was kind of it, it was. Sexton just kind of took over. They lost to the Cavs again. Um, after after in the first game, Harden Harden and KD both played their career high in minutes, which I thought was insane. Um, especially KD coming off the injury, um, he, he, they're having they're having him do a lot. That's that could be scary. I don't know. Um, and, and they beat the Heat twice. Um, the first time wasn't by as much as you would have hoped with all the injuries that those guys have had. Bam, I think, had like 35 in both games or 40 in the first. I think he had 40 in the run, yeah. Yeah. Bam was just able to take care of the fact that they have no centers other than DeAndre Jordan. Um, and he's not effective as, as really anything other than like a kind of a lot at, at this yeah. career. So, um, Bam was able to beat up on them pretty hard. And then last night, um, they closed that Heat game on a 15-0 run and won by 13. So that one was also pretty close. Um, yeah, there's, there's, some, there's some issues. Uh, this is not 
definitely not a cakewalk. I think I think I would have the Sixers ahead of them right now and the Bucks too. Um, despite the loss, I mean the Bucks played pretty bad in that game, and um, I think I think they're they'll, they definitely have some some stuff that's exploitable if you're if you're trying to attack them on offense. I don't really know how I feel about the Celtics yet, but. Um, I mean, Celtics with Tatum and Brown, I, I don't know. With the way the Brown's playing, like, they they look really, really good. Um, and I think they're going to feast on this defense. Um, I, I think that, like, Tice is probably, like, not even probably. Tice is better inside than, like, DeAndre Jordan is. Um, I think he offers you, like, just more stuff. Um, and, and, like, that is – gonna end up being a problem for them I, I know they've really been in on the market to like try and get JaVale McGee um which is just funny to me because like you literally had your guy and Jared Allen that like it's gonna do everything that like JaVale McGee could do and probably better um so I, I don't know it just feels like they're scrambling right now the fit is like not a problem between like Harden, Katie and Kyrie. Like that, that's not too much of an issue. I know like people have been kind of saying that Harden's kind of taken too much of like a backseat role, but like they're still winning. Like, I don't think that's a problem. And I think his main value is going to come in terms of like late game shooting when I think he does need to be a little bit more assertive. Um, I don't like, I don't think he needs to take 15, 20 shots a game to be effective. Um, but you know, it, it, yeah, he needs to be taking those some of those clutch shots um, rather than probably Kyrie. But uh, yeah, I mean, otherwise, it's it comes down to the defensive end of the floor. You know, like that's it's it's a pretty simple like problem to have, but like it's probably the hardest problem to actually be able to fix um, with some of these guys because yeah, I mean, they they gave up a lot of whatever depth that they had. And it's just going to be a struggle to where, yeah, like they're going to need Durant Harden to play big minutes just because they don't have a lot of other options and like they still need to win these games. Um, and yeah, it, it's, it's not such a cakewalk to, to the finals, like you said, like we thought it might be. Um, so that, yeah, I don't know. That, it's definitely a team riddled with issues. I'm really curious to see how they play against the Sixers. Um, that's a game in about a week and a half on the say. It's on February 6th. Um, and, and that is, I think, going to show a lot of their issues potentially. Um, Embiid might have like 45 in that game. Uh, so, like, yeah, uh, that's, yeah. that's a problem. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. We'll see how they play against some of these top teams in the East. Um, the Bucks win was big. Uh, but yeah, I mean, once the Heat are fully healthy and like ramping up for the playoffs, um, playing against the Sixers, playing against the Celtics, like it'll it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, I, I think I think what you said about Harden, how he he is taking a backseat in these games. Um, yeah, I, I think he sort of should be the like um, like distributor for them. If that makes any sense? I, I think his his role on this team is. I mean, he's the best playmaker out of the three. Yeah, if he has like these fifteen assist games, I think that's a positive with him, especially with how good he is about like kicking out to the three three point shooters and stuff. Have KD get his, um, get him in situations that are are advantageous. As Kyrie, even if Kyrie's doing the isolation stuff, you can still have Harden kicking out to those guys. Um, maybe they are still figuring it out, but the defense is something that I think is not going to be solved. Um, 
it's unless they acquire somebody. So we can see how that, what that looks like, but whether it's PJ Tucker has been a name floating around for, it seems like 10 different teams, but um, he could, I mean, he could obviously help a lot of, a lot of different teams, but um, yeah, I think, I think the Nets are going to have to go out and seriously get somebody. They were looking at JaVale McGee, um, but like, that's not really like the home run that you're looking for. So yeah, I need to sort of, swing for the fences here and then try to get somebody good and maybe even throw in more picks if you're going all in like this. So, um, yeah, I mean, you got to win a championship at this point. So like picks don't help you right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're, you got to do what you can to, to make that roster as good as good as it can be. Um, all right. So Lonzo, um, this is all you. He is not, <laughs> um, meeting my, um, expectations to say the least we lost the to the wolves who are the worst team in the league i think unless you think it's the wizards which you know arguments can be made but it's probably the wolves the wolves uh, without cat is yeah bad. yeah wolves without cat and i think they didn't have russell yeah i don't think they had d'angelo either. So, yeah we lost to that team so that's not good um so lonzo basically at this point is just a turnover machine he really can't shoot. Like I thought, like I went to that preseason game and I was like, he looks, I figured it out. He looks very confident in his shooting. That is gone. Teams are just sagging off of him completely. Um, he can't drive well enough at this point to make up for how bad he is at shooting. He can't, he's not like using that space as like a ramp up to like go, gain speed, I guess. So he's kind of just like useless unless we're in transition and we're not in transition that much because of Adams and Zion who are Zion's just basically waddling, but like, I don't blame him because he's in some of these games, he's just having to score like 30 points and shooting 70%. So I'm not, I'm not talking on him at all. I'm just, I just think it's, it's hard for us to play in transition with our roster right now, especially because Adams is just not, it's just not that guy. He's never been. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Never been up and down the floor like that. So that that's where Lonzo excels. So as a result, there's been some trade rumors today um, involving Kelly Oubre from the Warriors, who is the worst three point shooter. If you're doing like the like the minute whatever like the minimum attempts is, he's the worst. Three. Um, yeah, I think it's thirty, but. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, I would, I would like to get someone a little more, um, who can like capable. What? More capable of, of yeah, spacing the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I just, I'm not saying it has to be a point guard because I actually think Alexander Walker and Kira Lewis can handle it better than Lonzo is already. So I'm not worried about that. I just want somebody, um, and maybe maybe it, maybe it is a big that can shoot in transition and can like run. I think that would be helpful. Um, and then you could say like, why they might get rid of Lonzo? Well, like Lonzo clearly just doesn't fit with his team, and and that was just that was just who we could get from the Lakers, and we got Ingram. That's that's a success. He's great, um, and but. You know, Lonzo just isn't a part of that fit. I like I like Josh Hart. He's good on defense. He plays hard. I'm not looking to get rid of him. Um, maybe, but I'd, I'd be willing to sacrifice him if it means that we can get a better player from one of these teams. Um, mm-hmm. The Warrior, I, I think Lonzo on the Warriors is pretty fun. Um, yeah. All things considered, him and Wiseman and just 
running with Curry. I think that's a pretty fun team. So I'd, I'd, I'd be glad to see him there. Um, but I, I like we're not getting Draymond, you know, like we're not getting, yeah. you know, who I want from that team. Um, uh, other, it's, yeah. It's pretty thin roster. Um, yeah. I don't really know. I don't really think they're going to do that. I don't think they'd give up anybody other than Ubre either, just for like Lonzo and like. Yeah, like I, I don't see why they would. Maybe maybe Lon maybe another team swoops in here, but uh, yeah, I think I think Lonzo's time might be like. We're, we're we're always on the clock with Zion, but um, it's getting to the point where like I think this season has to be like a lot more respectable for him not to be feeling left out of all the all the fun that some of his young counterparts are having. All right. Anyway, that's my rant. Um, on to gambling corner. I had my best NBA week so far. Um, so I took the Hawks. This was like way – this was forever ago. I think this was like last Monday because I think we recorded on Sunday maybe with Cameron. Recorded on Sunday, yeah. But um, – I took the Hawks minus five and a half over the Wolves. They won by like 16, so that was really easy. Um, I, I did two bets on the Kings Knicks game. I took the the them minus the Kings minus two in the first half. That didn't hit, but I also did the minus four and a half for the whole game. That hit um, somewhat easily. And then I had a weird situation on Saturday night where I did a teaser with. The Nets minus four over the Heat and the 76ers minus four of the Pistons. So I think those were teased down from like seven and a half or eight. Um, and so both teams won exa- by exactly four points. So I, th- I was like, oh, that's a push. Like, that's a, like, I should get my money back, you know? No, yeah. that's not how teasers work because I learned. I, I was, this is a very weird situation because it, <laughs> I'm pushing on both sides of the teaser. So I was like, oh, doesn't that mean it's just a push? No, I actually lose. But I, I thought that was bullshit. Um, yeah, why would you lose that? Yeah, if they both won by four, I feel like I like hit it on the money at least. So. Yeah. But whatever. I was able to make up for that last night. I went 2-0. I had the Pacers minus 2.5 over the Raptors, which was so easy. I couldn't believe that line because they announced Siakam was out and like yeah. the line didn't move it all and i was just like all right like i'm gonna put this in like and see if it gets canceled and it didn't so. to be fair they've been playing pretty good without siakam too <laughs> they have but like i like i i couldn't believe that they were like even with siakam i feel like the line indiana yeah like minus five or like something indiana's just been undervalued this whole year so um keep they're definitely Ways to make money. I think we've. I think I'm like three and zero. I'm betting Indiana this year. So like, I, I, that's there's a good there's a good opportunity there. And I did Celtics minus four over the Bulls. That hit. That was also very easy. Um, I can't. But they 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 announced that Wendell Carter was out and Tatum was in, and the line didn't move. So I was just like, all right. I, I was like, <laughs> like dude. I was like. I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because I think Tatum's gonna play. I'm just gonna put this in before it moves, and then it never moved. So I, I was just, like, all right, like, great, and uh, yeah. So I got lucky there, I guess. But I, I, I had a good week. Um, I had an opposite, opposite week. Uh, I told you I went 0 for three. I actually went 0 for two and had one canceled because of the Philly game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this from last Sunday got canceled. 
um, or postponed, I guess. Um, and so I went 0 for 2 on the Kings. Honestly, I don't even remember who they were playing. They were plus 122 against the Warriors. Uh, I'll have to check that. Um, but yeah, I lost that one, and then I had uh, Indiana. I actually bet on Indiana and lost money, so it might not be as free money as you think. Um, but yeah, they were playing. So the Kings were playing the Pelicans, which I felt was like a pretty solid matchup for the Kings with the way the Pelicans have been going recently. Um, but that one didn't pan out for me. And then yeah, the Pacers against the Clippers. Um, this was oh, like I uh, almost so I almost yeah. did too, and I was like. <laughs> I was like, this seems, uh, I don't know. So I, I, I backed off, but they, they got they got destroyed. They got killed. Uh, Marcus Morris had 20. Paul George had 20. Like, Kawhi and Paul George only had 37 combined, and they still got killed. Um, like, they got killed by that bench, um, and, like, Batum had 10. So it was just not a good night uh, for the Pacers, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it wasn't – like, I honestly thought, like, yeah, the Pacers would, like, Clippers are still a little bit shakier. I think in like the last week or so, they've kind of stabilized and been really, really hot. Yeah. Even at that point, like I still felt like okay, like they might be shaky. It's a top team in the East. Yeah, they're kind of um, like with the Clippers. You're like, are they going to blow this game? Maybe. Right. So, yeah, like, end up doing it. Yeah, and like you get suckered into it, and like it's just I don't know. I, I don't want to bet too many more Clippers games in general. Um, it's like another one of those teams where like I don't really know which version of them is going to show up all the time. Um, normally it's like the good version, but like I don't know. So, well, but, yeah, that's all I had. tonight they're without uh, Paul George and Kawhi, and they're playing the Hawks. The Hawks are only favored by five. I don't know that that from from today's game that looks like the best thing on the board uh, to me. Yeah, because the other two are kind of. Eh. I think the Jazz is pretty stay away, and then Wizards Rockets. Who the hell knows? Um, I, yeah, I I feel like I've, I I want to bet the Wizards in that game, or sorry, the Rockets in that game because like Westbrook's just been like really really bad the last couple games. Yeah, Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, Westbrook's, like his career is over. Like it's yeah, like, he is ready to get away from Scott Brooks in Washington. Um, but I, I don't know. Again, like it, it's against his old team. Like he might just like, you know, pile it on because it's against Houston. Like he's, he usually plays better when he's mad. I want to say at least. In, yeah, like, the yeah season, I, think, but, I think that's fair. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing with that, that Hawks game, like all of those Hawks guys are questionable. Trey, Young, Capella, Reddish, and Gallinari. Dude, that's like, making me want to put a. But like most of their team is like questionable right now, so that's not good. If you're like watching the, the injury report, and as soon as it come in, as soon as it comes in, maybe you bet Hawks if those guys are playing. But um, yeah. otherwise, I would I would definitely wait on that one because they could just hold them all out. We got plus one seventy on the Clippers right now, and if they all end up being out, like this is the best that it's gonna be. I feel like. Yeah, I don't know who's scoring. Who's like scoring for the Clippers though? Like I, I don't like Marcus Morris. I don't know. Kennard. Yes. <laughs> do do you yeah, trust? Like yeah. It's an unwatchable game, but maybe you could make money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Other than that, um, I don't think I got anything. Just try to be smart. 
out there. Uh, <laughs> maybe, you know, there, there are some teams. I feel like there are some teams that you could, like, value. Like, yeah. like the, They get undervalued. Yeah. yeah, like the Pacers, I feel like, are undervalued. I think the Celtics yeah. might still be, like. A little I, bit. Yeah, I think there there are some teams. Definitely fade the Pelicans because we suck. Um, had that Spurs game not gotten canceled last night, I probably put would have bet Spurs because I don't really. Yeah, I, didn't, I just was not feeling good about that one. So. Um, Dude, the Spurs have been playing pretty awful too. Yeah. Know. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's where I am. So maybe I'll be, maybe well maybe Lonzo gets traded and we get somebody, but. Uh, it's not, maybe we get Lowry for Lonzo. Who knows? There you go. There is an idea. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I, 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 I think it's better. Maybe. I'd love to see Buddy healed. Oh. I, I don't think you guys can get him. Though. Like you guys yeah. don't have to give up a lot for that. But, yeah. <laughs> to rack my brain. All right. Anyway, I'm gonna leave my thoughts to myself, but uh, we'll see y'all next week.